different kind of high, you know, feel me on this, uh, uh. ladies and gents, you don't be Hello, hello, hello. So this is Daily Durag's first official episode. This is the full episode, not just a commercial. And I have my good sis Gabby here. Hello, at hello. Brown girl. Okay. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? You know it's me and Jesse. We about to kill it. We about to give y'all all the tea of the week. Okay. Y'all, I am supremely honored. To have Gabby as my oh first my official guest, okay? <laughs> I mean, she's a whole celebrity out here. He playing, he playing, because we about to both be on TV. Y'all better check us out. <laughs> Stop playing. Y'all gonna Turn get the channel this. on. Okay. okay. So, this is, like I said, this is their first official episode, but we're going to be coming to y'all weekly. It's going to be different hosts and everything. You're going to hear my voice, of course, every single week, but there's going to be different hosts every week, and we're going to be talking about different stuff that we go through as black students on a daily basis honestly um and then every week i'm going to be coming with a video and audio the video gonna be on instagram so follow my instagram at daily underscore durag and that's gonna be just like a commercial whatever it's only gonna be like one or two minutes and then the end of the week is going to be the actual audio episode so you know you gotta keep in tune with both to figure out what's going on then not only that at the beginning of the week when I do the commercial, I'm going to be shouting out and highlighting a different black business every single week. So, let's dive in mm. to today's <laughs> episode, okay? Y'all. Get ready. Y'all man's R. Kelly is mm. out here wilding. And notice he said y'all man, okay? Because <laughs> he definitely ain't mine. Listen, I can't claim that man, Okay. I ain't stepped in the name of love in a wedding in uh, a couple years. I can't claim that man. Like, y'all really have let this man slide, slip and slide for years. Like, after he married Aaliyah as a 15-year-old, y'all really should have canceled that man then. But y'all was sitting around letting him make music, letting Mm -hmm. him uh, uh, beg and plead all over the place. And now look what y'all done did. And what y'all done ignore, y'all just turned up ignition on the radio and just kept it, <laughs> kept it pushing. I just don't get it. Even after the trial and after, you know, his attorney had made up this whole excuse. You know, he got that excuse that the P was digital from Dave Chappelle's uh, comedy, stri- comedy really? show. Yes. And it really worked in court. Now, I never knew that. I never knew that. I knew, you know, he got off and everything. Um, but I just assumed that that had to do with, like, other things and, you know, people loving him and his music and stuff. But I never knew that that... <laughs> Digital P. Digital P. I'm really looking at... I'm really looking oh, at the last generation who still support him and bailing him out of jail to this day. Like, really? Y'all really fell for that? Y'all gotta do better. Y'all gotta do better. And with the recent news that came out about what he says... Oh, my God. Y'all, when I mean I could have thrown up... Like, I'm sick. Who... What possessed this man? He's the devil. To be so sick. Like, I just don't understand. Um, to not only one, y'all got video seeing what this man is doing to these girls, because these are girls. And I mean, shit, this, the stuff he doing is sick to women, but Period. girls. 
Now y'all got a transcript reading what this man mm. is saying. I'm throwing up. Matter of fact, where's my gavel? Okay. Kia said it best. <laughs> Electric chair. Immediately. ASAP. He's done. Y'all need to cancel this man. But I also see some of y'all on Twitter decapping and defending for this man, which I'll never understand. Listen, there I do believe that the government conspires to put a lot of people in jail, but... R. Kelly R- ain't one of them. R. Kelly is not one of them. That nigga is not a political prisoner. That nigga is not Nelson Mandela. That nigga needs to go down. He, to jail. Okay? Under the jail. <laughs> Build a jail on top of this man. Okay? Here's my question about that. Is the is the damn songs that good <laughs> that y'all should ignore little black girls and their pain? And y'all, and I'm just so offended and I even told, you know, I even told my mom we had a debate about this whole situation and everything. Y'all making y'all think pieces on the internet. Oh, R. Kelly was just about to buy ABC. He was just about to be a winner. He was about to get this money. They trying to bring him down. I just find it very weird that black men, there's always this victimization of black men and they never have to be held accountable if they sit in a certain light. That is very weird to me. It makes me very uncomfortable. I don't know if I'm not hearing something. I'm missing something in the song that should make me ignore. I don't know. So y'all got to let me know. I, you know, I will agree that there's a lot of times that, you know, black men, we do sit around and we do try to make ourselves the victim when we are not the victim. And this situation is a clear, just a clear indicator, a clear line. There are, there, you know, in some situations such as the Jesse Smollett situation, there are gray areas. Mm. This is not one of those times. Yeah, I, there it is. <laughs> this nigga, this is cut and dry, cutthroat. It, I, I'm not getting it. You see, he can't even get the words out because he is so <laughs> disgusted by y'all. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And what I don't understand is what if this was y'all's niece? What if this was y'all sister? What if this was y'all cousin? Mm. Would y'all be taking that approach then? Because I know a couple of y'all uh, would be riding out. Okay? okay. Quickly. And also, you know, it's just so disgusting to me is this black woman who runs a daycare. Oh, my God. Okay? Like, what? <laughs> I didn't know she was black. I knew that she was a woman. I didn't you know she was are black. running a daycare? Really? Y'all, check on your kids. Please. No, if check you live on in, your kids. If you live in Chicago and that woman is your daycare, whatever, check on your kids. Okay. You, There's something going on. You indirectly just bailed R. Kelly out and you didn't even mean to by paying this woman a thousand dollars a day to watch your kids. Okay. And as soon as she bailed him out, they pulled up to McDonald's. I don't know if they told the paparazzi, I don't know how niggas knew that R. <laughs> Kelly was at McDonald's, but they came bumping ignition to the fullest that day. <laughs> and they was bumping it outside, getting he was signing autographs like for real. Y'all really I just don't understand. First of all, how the fuck are we living in a boondocks episode? Okay. It was too accurate. Like, what's really crazy, like, I know Donald Trump got y'all thinking that we living in a TV show for real, but y'all, this is real motherfucking life, Mm -hmm. and this man, R. Kelly, is a whole predator. Okay. Okay? He's a whole predator. But I will say this. What I want to see after, one, I want to see this man, R. Kelly, I need to see him go down. He needs to go to jail. He needs to be sol- in solitary confinement, everything else. But I know y'all niggas, he'll probably get in jail and y'all be having concerts and stuff. Mm. But what I want to <laughs> see after he gets arrested and 
put on trial and put in jail. I would actually love to see the parents of these little girls mm. also be put on trial. Okay. Because I will say this. I am in no way, shape, or form blaming the kids at all because it's not their fault. I'm also in no way, shape, or form blaming really anyone else. The main the main culprit in this, of course, is R. Kelly. But at the same time, you as a parent, I watched that documentary and almost every last one, just about, there were a couple where, you know, the stories were different and, and everything. But just about every last one of those stories started the same. They started with the parent bringing the child to R. Kelly to become famous in one shape, shape or one way, shape or form or another. Now, y'all know that this man has liked little girls since the early 90s. And you still bringing this man, and not only bringing your child to this man, you dropping the child off. Mm. That's what's even crazier. So this is something me and Jesse actually disagree about. Because <laughs> <laughs> I also did watch a documentary. And my first comment was just seeing that Twitter and the way they were reacting. Because a lot of people did make comments about the parents need to be there. Where were the parents? But I feel like my first comment is going to be, you shouldn't be messing with no girl that need her parents' approval to do nothing. That should have been the first point question point blank I also say okay if we do want to include the the parents into the equation then I have to I look personally in my perspective I look at R. Kelly and I think okay you as a mass manipulator like I really think R. Kelly is the devil because he comes to you like this beautiful angel yeah. if y'all don't know the story in the bible the devil was an angel at yeah. one point and he'll come to you looking amazing beautiful sell you any dream what you need what you want I got it here you go it's so easy and he traps these girls because if you guys watch the documentary there was one of the girls who was with him to this day that he had got at 14 he was like oh my gosh you're an amazing singer she wanted to go out there she was crying her parents were aware and they were like oh we know the history of r kelly and him you know in that sex tape so we would we not going you're not going out there by yourself you're not doing this by yourself because she was on the low texting him so once they figured that out they were very alert of it they were talking to r kelly themselves trying to stay up trying to be there and he still got that little girl and i think it's because he is really a manipulator like he was manipulating the family he was manipulating that little girl when she turned 18 she ran away with him and hasn't seen her family in three years but i have a question to that okay okay so you just said that the parents knew how he was and what was going on or all that other stuff we got jermaine dupree Mm. who write and executive produce. We got Jay-Z, who write and executive produce. We got Diddy, who write and executive produce. We got, shoot. Nicki Minaj. Uh, <laughs> no comment. We ain't going to get on that right. today. We ain't, <laughs> ain't going to get into the conversation of who's the real queen of rap because Kimberly Denise Jones will always no hold that title. But that's a different day, no a comment. different story. <laughs> Anyway, we got all these people in the industry who got who names carry just as much weight, if not more, than R. Kelly's. So my question is, if you know as a parent that he's doing this, even if you were slightly monitoring your child, why bring them specifically to him? Why not go to someone else? That's like touching a stove and you know it's hot. You know it's on. Why do it? But my question is, the thing is, these other people like Jermaine Dupri, P. Diddy, they was not out here looking for this 14-year-old girl. And 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 at the same time, I'm really trying to emphasize, he was selling them a dream. Like, right. I'm about to focus all my time on you. R. Kelly is, outside of that 
I hate to say it, but he's talented. He's a producer. He may not be able to read, which is something that may have been, <laughs> there should have been a priority to him in the first place. They got this illiterate nigga running around, um, making this money. Somehow got, he got need people to book his flights and do all this stuff. So whatever. But y'all, that is a lovely question that I have always needed an answer to. How are you out here writing songs, but you cannot read? That never has made a single sense. Like, you know, you know how they say like Lil Wayne and like Biggie, like they didn't need to write their songs down and stuff. Mm -hmm. They could do it off the top of their head and everything like that. But at least them niggas could read and write. Like if they needed to write the song down, they could do that. How are you out here doing this and can't read or write? And I think rap is something you can do freestyle, and it can yeah. be great. Singing R&B is not something that you can just do once, and exactly. oh, it was amazing. It's so. something that you got to polish a little, something that you got to, you know, do a couple times, uh, drop a couple verses, you know, tweak and, and, and change a couple things. How? Anyways, back to him and these children. But I think that's a good point of that he can't read. So... That just emphasizes that your team has been enabling this behavior for years. Who's booking his flights to make sure he goes where he needs to go? Who's making sure his money's right? He can't read. So it's like he has a team of people who are keeping this on the hush and the secret on the low who are also a part of this crime. I would say they need to go to prison and jail before these parents do because now that the money not flowing, you got people coming out talking about, oh, I finally got this sex tape I've been holding back because he stopped paying. Are you kidding me? Oh, absolutely. Honestly, everybody involved needs to go to jail. Like, I saw an article where his old manager or his current manager, one of the two, is going to jail. And I said, good, because I remember sitting back watching the um, documentary. And this was the same dude on the documentary that laughed when he said that he forged the signatures for R. Kelly and Aaliyah to get married. And I was sitting there looking at the TV like, how in the hell are you still walking around free? Okay, And then also, like, poor Aaliyah, like... When you watch this documentary, my heart just breaks for her. If you can remember a time when you were 14, 15, you don't know what's going on. You ain't got your head on right. She had a she had a miscarriage or did she have an abortion? I think it was she had a miscarriage. She was pregnant. Really? She I, was pregnant. Now, I did not know that. Yeah, she was pregnant. They had said in the documentary that she was pregnant and she had had a miscarriage like slightly before her, like not I want to say her, slightly before her death because she had moved on. But throughout that whole thing, she was just being manipulated by this 27-year-old man. Like. Right. And then even in the even in our interviews when you see them together, it's like yeah we just friends but we really close right. mm-hmm. and it's it's I want to know since Aaliyah's parents seem like they are so gun ho about mm. keeping her secrets mm. on the low why were you not there you want to protect her now that she's gone why were you not protecting her then listen that's what I want to know from now and I could be a thousand percent wrong about this but I remember sitting having a conversation with my mama about. Aaliyah and her parents and all of that. And from what the old folks, what was understood then, they knew. Mm-hmm. They they knew about this stuff. It's just now that, you know, because you know how black people are. I love us to death, but you know how we are. When it comes down to our legends, we want to um we want to preserve their legacy at all costs. And so from what I what I got from Aaliyah's parent situation is that they want to preserve her legacy at all costs because she was a legend and, you know, she did her thing and she was known as this sweet girl. So they don't want it to make it seem like, 
oh, well, we didn't have a handle on this mm-hmm. or that or whatever. You know, we always had our thumb on our daughter. And I mean, of course. You clearly did it when she run around having sex with a 27-year-old man and getting married behind clearly. your back. You wasn't there. And you know what? I think you really were doing, Aaliyah's mom. I'm going to be real with you. I think you were running around spending her money and, and having too much fun with that check she was bringing in because Blue. clearly you wasn't worried about where she was and what she's doing. And that really pisses me off now because she want to go in when the documentary came out and try to debunk it. Like, right. don't be saying this. And it's like, this is for your daughter is a victim. Accept exactly. that and be a part of making more awareness about sexual abuse and sexual assault since your daughter was a part of an abusive relationship. And what's crazy is, from what I remember she said, it wasn't being angry at the fact that R. Kelly had her 15-year-old daughter hemmed up on some damn bus. It was the fact mm-hmm. of the dancers saying that she caught them having sex. And, I mean, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, are you foolish? What do you think is going to happen between a, quote-unquote, married couple? Ooh. You need to be mad at the fact that she was married to somebody damn near 15 years older than her, not at the fact that they were having sex. Hello? I just think that, you know, maybe she feels bad, and I think she does feel guilty, but it, I think it would be better to get at the front of this than to get behind it right. and stop lying. Because this is a good point. They was married. Right. What the do you facts. Th- I don't know what she wants me to do with these facts. <laughs> what do you think? And and what's crazier about her coming out like this, girl, this was common knowledge. This mm-hmm. been common knowledge for, what, 20 going on, 30 years? And now, because people are throwing facts that are honestly common knowledge facts mm-hmm. in your face, and on the shade room and stuff like that, now you upset. I don't get it. You should have been uh, protesting or doing okay. whatever you were doing, writing all these think pieces. Hello? You should have been doing that back in the 90s when sh- your daughter was on the tour bus with our Okay. Kelly. And as you said earlier, Jesse, is, or like you've told me before, I've been your age. You haven't been right. mine. As exactly. parents. My mama tell me that all the time. I mean, do it get on my last damn nerve? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My mama tell me that all the time. I have been your age. You have not been mine. I have done these things that you have done 10 times over, and I know how they are going to end. And so at the end of the day, when are you as a parent going to say, hell no, you not doing this? I, I know every, I know there are some, you know, kids who are rebellious because was I also rebellious? Absolutely. And there are going to be times where you just go and do what you want to do. But at the same time, there are some things you as a parent can stop. Aaliyah's mama, you could have stopped that. Mm-hmm. You could have put your damn foot down or put your foot in somebody's ass and it would have quit. But you didn't. You liked Aaliyah's money. So, Period. let's not act like, you know. Let's not be foolish today. Right. And I think I have to go back to the fact that you're saying like everybody already knew they was running around, and this is, I mean, I was only, like, probably five, like, I wasn't old enough to understand everything when this situation, this trial was going out. So now to hear that they was calling him Peter Piper, I was like, not nice. y'all coming up with a nickname. Like, everybody really knew this dude was about to be outside the high school. Like, that's weird to me. On the, um, on the documentary, I think it was his old, shaky, old uh, music teacher that said that he used to hang outside of the high school or something like that. Somebody said that he used to hang outside the high school. So, y'all have known. <laughs> y'all have known. Y'all have known from the get-go, the jump, all of that, that this man is crazy, Mm -hmm. has a mental illness. Like, it's just ridiculous. And that goes back to my point of the parents. 
Y'all have known about this man, and y'all are still bringing y'all daughters to this man. There are other, I beg of you, there are other people that will help make your daughter famous, that will help get your daughter to where you want her to go or she wants to go, other than R. Kelly. You know, it's, you can get your daughter to fame without putting her in a direct line of fire to be sexually assaulted. Well, here's my question for you. You 16, I'm because I'm going to debate you. I'm going to debunk that all real quick. All right, all right, all right. You 16, and somebody famous, let's say Beyonce, not saying Beyonce would ever do this to my queen. I would never put you in this light. <laughs> but let's say Beyonce hits you up like, hey, I'll, I'll do it for you. I'll make it pop. You know, you 16, I think R. Kelly used his fame for like, even if their parents were like, okay, we can make it happen some other way. These little girls were like, die hard. Like, no, R. Kelly's going to do it for me. You know when you be so convinced. Let me turn this right back around on you. Okay. Okay. Let's say Ted Bundy was a singer. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Let's say Ted Bundy was a singer or Charles Manson Mm -hmm. was a singer. You going to go with him because... Hell no. There you go. Hell no. There you go. But also, we the thing about Ted Bundy and Charles Manson is their crimes is not up for debate. The black community has these crimes up for debate. Like, <laughs> there's not facts out and there's not videos I, out. You know what? I will, I will agree with you on that a thousand percent because I, after this documentary came out, I was at brunch with a couple friends and we... We're talking, we were discussing this documentary. And there was this waitress that was listening to us. And she was mm-hmm. laughing and she, you know, she was black and she was laughing, listening to us. And we was asking her questions because we was disagreeing on the subject. And she sat up there and told us how, how Aaliyah was this fast-tailed girl. And oh, she was here this, they go. And, she, and I was really looking at her like. The delusion. Sis, what? What? Like, it's one thing. Okay, let me say this. It is one thing if a 15-year-old is messing around with another Mm 15-year-old. Or, you know, because, I mean, shit. People have sex. I mean, shit. Some of our grandparents had one or two babies by the time they was 15, 16. It's one thing for something like that to be going on. Or, you know, you're doing a little sneaky whatever. You know, you're a freshman. You're doing a little whatever with the senior football player mm-hmm. behind, you know, the school. Or, you know, Y'all still, te- everybody in the equation is a teenager, though. Yes, that is my point. Within everybody range. in the equation is still a damn teenager. Within range. So then I can see you trying to call somebody fast. Mm-hmm. You are blaming the 15-year-old in the equation with a 30-year-old? Can I just make a comment real quick? Because even in the documentary, there was a white juror who came out, and I was like, you was mad bold to come up in here and say, like, this on TV. Like, not even saying because I'm upset with it, just because I thought it was bold that you would come up in here and really say that after all this evidence comes out. He said that when the girl who had gotten urinated on in the video, when he saw her on the stage, he said the way she was dressed, he just felt like she was guilty, like... Her appearance just made him feel as though, like, she wasn't innocent in the situation. And there's this sexualization of little black girls that it surprises me. Like, I can, I, I'm going to let white people do their thing, and I'm not trying to try to convince them. But when it comes to my own community, and you get online, right. and there are black, other black women, right. and black men who are like, yeah, that little girl was fast. Now, and- that that is where I just really cannot understand the disconnect. 
Y'all, we got people like Donald Trump that are really coming at black folks' neck, okay? We got people every other day that are popping up and being hung, yeah. okay, lynched, and those issues are not talked about. We got people, there is a war out for black bodies mm -hmm. that has been going on since the beginning of time, and y'all have the nerve <laughs> to, to down and degrade your own people who are victims. I don't get it. I mean, like, damn, how are they supposed to be? How is anybody else supposed to believe us when we have so much division within our own community about who is righteous and who is right and who deserves justice and who doesn't? And when they, when justice is called about, we have a whole think piece about why they shouldn't get it and little black girls are doing this and doing that. And my question is... I love you just lost my I lost my I love you just lost my thought. Not that. Let me and and let me throw this out there. And it's a question and a statement. Do you believe like I believe that if this was a little white girl that R. Kelly had, yes, that nigga would be he he'd be hung. I I totally believe that he would be dead. They he'd be dead by now. He'd be dead. So here's my question for you. What do we think about, you know, cause some other people were making comments like Oh, his background is the reason that mm. he is the way he is today. And is, is like, what do you think about that? I'm going to be mad vulnerable with y'all here okay. for a quick second. I was sexually assaulted as a young boy. Okay. I, now it wasn't by a family member. So, I mean, and it wasn't a continuous thing. It was a single um, happening. But I'm not out here uh, <laughs> luring people and keeping people okay. in basements and keeping people yeah. locked up and, and all the other stuff. I don't buy that. I'm sorry. You got enough money that you could hire a therapist. You got enough money that you could hire a therapist to walk around with you on a daily basis. Okay. Anytime you need a problem, on call. On call. Right there. You got enough money that shit, your therapist could live with you for real. Mm -hmm. So nah, 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 nah. I, I think that what happened to him and his family was a tragedy. Um, and I think that, honestly, all them niggas need counseling because mm -hmm. I recall his brother. His brother is a clown. I recall his and brother saying in a documentary, he just like younger women. I mean, I like older women. It's just a preference. My nigga. <laughs> He, and I was like, you need to stay in jail, nigga, because I can see why they put you in here and they need to keep you in here. Okay. okay? I heard that. I said, keep that nigga in jail. <laughs> yes, for real. For real. No, I definitely, definitely think that it's disgusting. And I think that all these years of, within every black family of there being people who are, everybody's kind of capping for and not discussing right. that there is an uncle or an aunt or a grandma or grandpa who is molesting people is the reason right. why it just continues to build up and these things happen. Now, this same situation happened to his brother and he didn't go out and be a sex demon right. manipulator. So clearly that's not the problem. But I think that discussing these things within your family yes. is extremely important. Because honestly, unfortunately in the black family, we have this um, shroud of secrecy that each black family carries with them. And this is where this type of shit starts. Because honestly, had R. Kelly maybe, just maybe, had been able, him and his brothers had been able to talk about the situation that they were going through, then maybe somebody very early on could have got that man help. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here today. But, you know, that old black family saying, what goes on in my house stays in my house. 
And that's why there continues to be a cycle of self-destruction and mental illness. Okay, so when does it stop? When does it stop? That's the question. Honestly, I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. It needs to stop with y'all. If y'all know that this type of situation is going on in your household or your family or a part of your family's household, shit, speak up and say something. I don't care who gets mad at you. I don't care who alienates you. None of that. Speak up and say something because it may be able to save someone else. And then a monster like R. Kelly, we mm-hmm. then maybe we won't have another one mm-hmm. in the making. And I think that another thing is these things get so normalized within the black community or even within black families that, oh, yeah, this is something we go through. Not even like this this situation particularly, but just like, oh, I'm going to be on the streets. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm and these traumas that people go through, everybody feels like that's something you should be going through. And it's not. Like all these things impact your mental health. I have right. somebody in my family who... So she'll be calling me and saying some crazy stuff that I'm like, that's not okay. And I feel like I'm the only person there to give her the common sense of like, if you need to reach out to somebody and talk yes. to somebody for real, because you're talking to me like it's funny on the phone, but it's really not funny. Right. And it's and it needs to be, it's something that's going to affect you and impact who you are and, and how you deal with stuff. And let me say this. We as black people, please normalize therapy. Period. Normalize talking to somebody because you can't carry the burden and the weight of your whole family's issues all on your own shoulders. That's how you end up with breakdown. That's how you end up doing crazy shit. Or even suicide or even suicide. You know? Go talk to somebody. Go to a therapist. And it don't make you fucking crazy. It just makes you... uh, Shoot, it makes you more of a sane person, Mm -hmm. honestly. Because at least you're able to sit back and reason and say... I cannot handle this on my own. Let me go talk to somebody who I know will be able to handle this. And, you know, hopefully all of those girls that R. Kelly has impacted and affected, hopefully, I pray to God that they all get counseling mm-hmm. and, and therapists and everything like that to help them unpack the abuse because it ain't nothing else other than abuse that they have endured. I really hope that this trial is somewhat of relieving to them and that they have some peace knowing Mm. that this man is in jail for the women that are not under his control anymore. I hope the women that are under his control can be released as he goes to jail and don't feel like they got to stick by this dude's side because he could go to jail and these girls could still be so loyal just under him. Under a trance, almost. And it's very, very scary. So I'm really looking forward to justice for this situation and these girls getting what they deserve and getting help and this being a more... This situation, you know, having more awareness within other communities and within our own. Now, let me ask you this. This Mm -hmm. last question. Okay. Okay, before we wrap it up. Do you think this man is going to jail? I'm really upset. (laughs) Because I thought he wasn't going to get bail. And when right. I seen that they actually did give him bail, I'm like, he can afford a million dollars. And it, the fact they only had to put down six figures, I didn't, you know, you don't have to pay a certain percentage of your, you know, bond right. to get out. So I was like, you know what? He might. He might. He might get out. Because for some reason, evidence does not matter. Right. And I can see, you know, I was thinking about this. The attorney, his attorney, 
um, who also came out and said that he thinks women are liars, by the way. So that's what we're dealing with. But his attorney's probably going to choose the jurors to be people that support R. Kelly. Yep. They already biased Loki. He going to ask sure them, will. what y'all think about ignition? He going to play it in the room. They, they going to nod their heads to the left, and yep. he going to put them on the juror. <laughs> they going to be, uh, my bo- my mind's telling me no, <laughs> all up in the court. Okay, but my body and my hand going to check yes on this box. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I can hope that we get justice, but we just going to have to see. Yeah, I personally honestly think Unfortunately, I told and I told my mom this. I said, I'm gonna be real with you. If he gets bail, he's not going to jail. I'm gonna be real. Or they may keep holding off the trial. Like right. they may be like, okay, one more year, two more years, like they did before. And this is what I also will say too before we wrap it up. Unfortunately, that Jesse Smollett case has just made it 10 times harder to prove what R. Kelly has done because now. One, you got a president who feels like sexual assault is all is okay and cool. Now you got Jesse Smollett's case where it's like, well, they could be lying. This could be a cover up. I mean, look at the Jesse Smollett case. Look what he just did, mm. and I could see them pulling that type of card. But like you said, we just gonna have to wait and see. We just gonna have to wait and see. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank y'all. Mm.